0: Cup champions, and you'd better believe that deserves an asterisk of the highest order. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports and the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. For those of you who stayed up last night, it was quite a night of sports. On your television sets, I would imagine a lot of them were tuned onto the Chiefs crushing the Baltimore Ravens 34-20 and making one very powerful statement about who is still very much the team to beat in the AFC while the Ravens didn't exactly look like a team that's about to roll to fourteen and two again, uh, particularly not Lamar Jackson with ninety-seven yards through the air. Lots and lots of work to do in Baltimore. I, I watched some of it. I, I watched during intermissions of the hockey game. I don't know that I've missed a Stanley Cup clinching game in one form or another. In my wow, since like childhood. (laughs) I sure wasn't gonna miss this one. Because this was a special year. This was a special set of circumstances. The Lightning beat the stars two to nothing. Braden Point and Blake Coleman scored the goals, Andre Vasilevsky with a shutout. Victor Hedman. Richly deserving, and I was surprised he got it just because of that alone. Con Smythe Trophy winner with 10 goals. Uh, so much to like about this Tampa team for such a long time that this just felt more overdue than anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in 2015, Lightning lost to the Blackhawks. Blackhawks, of course, were the champions. 2016, Lightning Really, really strong. Lose to the Penguins. Penguins go on to win the championship. 2018. Lightning lose to the Capitals. Capitals go on to win the championship. And then last year they go down in four games to the Blue Jackets who'd never won a thing. And it looked like, what are they doing? You know what you know what is wrong with this core group? They can't get it done. They can't win it. And a lot of those guys who've been there for a long time were still. On that ice, last night in Edmonton, celebrating a really, really hard-earned cup. And when I say hard-earned, that is the asterisk. Gary Bettman, who has not gotten a whole lot of praise from me over the years for much of anything, handled this presentation of the cup magnificently. And and I understand that this was something that John Cooper and some of the Lightning players had discussed beforehand if they would win the cup, that they didn't want to just do the conventional presentation. They wanted everybody to be around the commissioner's table. They wanted to do that team posing picture that's become so common uh, since the late 80s and early 90s, they wanted to do that before the cup was was lifted. And, and I thought that was nice. And then Bettman said a few words about the hardest trophy to win. And he says that every year, but this time he threw it in the context of these teams, in particular, the Lightning and the Stars for having been there through the final, but especially the Stars, he didn't say this, I am because they never even left one place, like at least the Lightning spent the first two rounds in Toronto and then got on a plane and went to Edmonton and had something different you know, there was a change of setting, a change of rooms the Stars were just in one spot for two months without leaving without being able to go anywhere Uh, That can mess with your mind. Uh, Tom Reed of DK Pittsburgh Sports, he does our enterprise work, wrote a piece for us just before the start of these playoffs. Some of you will remember it, about the biosphere impact, the mental impact that being confined or being secluded can have on the human psyche. As we saw, there were some players... Couldn't handle it. There's no doubt in my mind that's why Tukarask Rask left the Bruins. It wasn't about anything else. I just don't think he could handle it. Other players talked about it after they left where they were, they said, this, this is different. This is not something that you're used to. You know, and nobody was comparing it to warfare or submarines or anything like that, but it's not something that they're used to. And unlike people in the military, it's not something that they were ever trained for or ever thought they'd have to get used to the Lightning emerged victorious through a circumstance that no other hockey team has ever had to endure. And they did so in the face of not just the psychology of what I'm discussing here, but also the psychology of of knowing that they've constantly fallen short. Look, I don't mean to take away credit from Vasilevsky's goaltending, Hedman's 10 goals, Braden Point coming through again and again and again, including with the icebreaker last night. Nikita Kucherov was unbelievable through the whole playoffs. This was his Vladimir Tarasenko time to link him to another prominent and uber-creative Russian winger, he he really rose up. A lot of them did. A lot of them did. Their depth was unbelievable more than anything. But what's going to be remembered about this Lightning team is what we're all going to remember about 2020 in some form or other. It takes a special level of training, of preparation, to enter these training camps. It's something that I talked a lot about. You'll recall back in uh, July and August when the Penguins were just kind of prepping and just getting back into shape, and Mike Sullivan was challenging his guys, let's see who's going to have the edge going into these playoffs? Who's going to be that team? Who's going to be the one that trained the hardest during the pandemic when you couldn't even get into a gym? Who was going to be that group? I don't know that the Lightning trained any harder than anybody else, but I do know that they absolutely had to be tied for whoever did it best. You know what I'm saying? To have pulled off two months of that kind of hockey, six wins in overtime, You'll remember the one at the beginning against the Blue Jackets that went five OTs. That's a heck of a way to start your playoff run. If they weren't in spectacular shape, they've got no chance. They don't even make it out of that round. They'd go down to the Blue Jackets again. And we'd all be talking about what kind of gaggers and chokers they are and how uh, Julien Brisebois and everyone down in Tampa should be blowing up the Lightning roster and starting all over again they believed in themselves and they believed they could get through this unprecedented scenario for a Stanley Cup champion give them the asterisk make it bold make it big the Tampa Bay Lightning are a Stanley Cup champion like no other And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. The Steelers are 3-0. I'm betting you've heard. I'm betting you're aware of the fact that the Steelers have played three games and have won all of them. Yeah, you can only come here for this level of sporting insight. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. They've been doing that for 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, Elwood City. Or make it simple. Just learn more about them online at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. There are people who can't stand Prosperity, can't stand success, they can't stand being happy. There are way too many of them on this planet in general. And the Steelers nation is not exempt from this particular curse. Even when things are going, in this case, perfectly well, because there's only one objective in the game. Now oh, they're not really a 3-0 and team their uh, all their opponents are if you put them together are 0 and 9 that's that's the newest one well guess what they're playing the Tennessee Titans this weekend in Nashville the Titans are also 3 and 0 the collective record of the Titans opponents is 1 and 8 that's how it goes when you're 3 and 0 you're beating teams that have lost games there are Right now, seven teams out of the NFL's 32 who are 3-0. and This after the Chiefs demolished the Ravens last night in Baltimore. Seven teams out of 32. The Steelers haven't been 3-0 and since 2011. It's been a long, 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 long time. And that's saying something considering they've actually been pretty decent in that time span. So, this isn't something to sneeze at. This isn't something to dismiss. It's not something to look for and go try to poke holes in, you know? It's a good thing. It's an okay thing. Listen to Vince Williams. Well, listen to Vince Williams all the time when he speaks on anything because he's just that good. But listen to him yesterday. On the subject of three and O, well, it's kind of both to be honest with you. Obviously, you never want to start the season without getting any wins, but then you can't get overconfident when you start the season and you're starting to have success because uh, it, it does boil down to what you do at the end of the game. You got to try to keep that success going. But I would actually rather have momentum of winning going into these upcoming games than you know start with those uh, negatives in the beginning. I like that primarily because. It's a locker room perspective. That's how the players think and talk. That's how they are on a week-to-week basis. They do see the flaws in their own games, individually and collectively. They do. The Steelers are aware of these things. It's not like they're looking at 3-0 and thinking, Woo! We've made it! They believe, and I'm underscoring believe, that they can be a lot better than this. But at the same time, I'm here to tell you that out of that 3-0, you've also seen the defense. It's been spotty at times, but once it's gotten its act together, it's still come down to this defense deciding games through that hellacious pass rush. That's still there, and it might be there even more strongly than it was a year ago, which I wasn't sure was possible. They're still getting takeaways. They're still dictating games. Offensively, it's it's night and day. It's night and day. We're nitpicking about, you know, inconsistencies in this or that. But the fact of the matter is, there's one team in the National Football League that's got a 100-yard rusher in each of the three weeks that have been played. That would be your Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's Ben Roethlisberger with a 105.1 passer rating. That's higher than his career passer rating. Wait, wait, wait. If he finishes with that rating, it'll be the highest of his career. There's still 13 games to go, and yeah, things can go wrong, but so far instead of looking at what his yardage totals are and and whatever else and remembering, you know, the occasional misfire, just think about the fact that he's got seven touchdowns and one interception. That puts him on pace for 37 touchdowns and a handful of interceptions. That's a tremendous year. That's a year that sends you to the Super Bowl, and he's Legitimately not where he wants to be. So, why not instead of looking at it as, well, they're not a finished product and they're, you know, they've taken advantage of some weaker opponents, whatever, instead look at it the way Vinny did, which is we know we haven't played our best, but it's so much better to be 3 0 when you haven't played your best than in any other circumstance. Right now, as I'm talking to you, the Steelers are alone, alone, atop the AFC North. Doesn't mean they'll stay there. Doesn't mean it won't be a fight. Doesn't mean the schedule isn't about to get a whole lot harder, because it's not just the Titans. The Bills are in there. The Ravens are in there. The Cowboys are in there. It's going to be a scrap for quite a while. They don't have a a, a break, really, until the middle of November when they have the Bengals. It's going to be a scrap here for the next month, and they're going to have to prove a lot of different things to themselves, and to us, and to anybody else who's paying attention and is relevant. But this is a good football team to this point. It's capable of being a lot more, and I just don't see that as something to dump on. I really don't. When we come back, a little bit of baseball. Welcome back. The Pirates have the rookie of the month, we found out yesterday. But the broader question is, can Kebrian Hayes also be the National League's Rookie of the Year. And speaking as someone who has a vote in that particular category, I'll embrace the opportunity to discuss the criteria of it. We're not allowed to talk about our ballots in public, at least not until after the award is announced. This segment of Daily Shot is always brought to you by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They have a drive going on right now called Grow, Share, Thrive. And you can find all of the related information on it at growsharethrive.org. I'm going to say that slowly because it's kind of a tongue twister. Growsharethrive.org. The goal is to take the Pittsburgh Food Bank, strengthen expand the overall operation, the footprint, the facility, the ability to serve. In normal times, one in seven people in our region are what's known as food insecure, including one in five children. The food bank and the people who've given to it, and I'm proud to be one of them, have stepped up in their time of need. If you'd like to do the same, go to Grow, Share, Thrive. Dot .org. No one around here needs me to remind anyone of what Brian Hayes just did right in front of us. Batted 3.76, five homers, eight hits and as many at-bats over the weekend in Cleveland. I mean, that's crazy stuff. I mean, there aren't players who do that kind of thing in baseball and then end up stinking. Do you know what I mean? Like there's those guys just they always end up being someone special because it takes a special level of talent to achieve it. But is that going to be enough to have Hayes considered for National League Rookie of the Year? It's um it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Uh, I'm not permitted to discuss The ballot that I submitted Sunday evening after the regular season games across Major League Baseball were over. But I can and will discuss that uh, the history of, of this award has been that you will see voters lean toward durability, toward having been around for a while and cringe a little bit at short-term performances. Now, 2020 obviously being a year like no other, Hayes was here for a month, and that constituted half the season. But there are also rookies, such as uh, another third baseman in the Commonwealth, Alex Bame of Philadelphia. Uh, he was around for the whole thing. Batted three thirty eight, eight eighty one OPS. Four homers which is a little bit disappointing when you're playing at Citizens Bank Park but he was there for the whole thing he doesn't jump out. there's no front runner candidate. there have been different players Milwaukee San Diego have had them that, that came along at different points that had nice spurts and starts um, even even Bame himself is not considered to be you know some shoe-in for this. But Hayes only played half the season. Of course, that's not his fault, to put it mildly. He was uh, one of the two guys that tested positive for coronavirus for the Pirates back uh, early in camp. Whether or not he was symptomatic or it affected him or whatever, uh, he still would have had his entire camp disrupted and then, rightly and understandably, was sent back to Altoona. Also in part, possibly entirely, because the pirates have a full year of his service to gain. By having him down there, it delays his free agency. And everyone barks and complains about that kind of thing at the, in the moment, but they sure don't, six years from now, when the player is still in uniform for a full season for their favorite team. That's just the system. If you're not working within the system, then you're just dumb, and I don't think Ben Charrington is dumb. However, I wasn't wild about Charrington keeping down Hayes well after it had been clear that Hayes had passed this particular threshold. I still don't understand it. I have no idea what happened. Charrington has never really given a, an answer that felt straight. Derek Shelton would kind of cringe whenever those of us on the beat would bring it up with him uh, regularly and annoyingly, and it still didn't make a difference. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but it wasn't Brian Hayes' fault. Besides, there might be a consolation prize to this. No one can know right now for certain. But the official Major League criteria for Rookie of the Year, rookie eligibility, is determined by whether or not you've logged more than 130 big league at-bats. Hayes, of course, ended up with half of that. So depending on if that gets modified going into next season, like you'd lose your rookie status because you competed in half of a season, Hayes should still almost certainly remain a rookie next year. And he will have had to boot this experience, this unbelievable experience that he got in the bigs that he seized by the throat and he should enter 2021 more prepared more confident than anyone including he could possibly have expected and there if you wanted something to look forward to about the pirates 2021 season We're off to a pretty good start. However, let's see how this this plays out with the 130 at-bats. I I don't believe Hayes is going to win Rookie of the Year this year. I, I, I don't, but I do think he's got an excellent chance of doing it next year. Thanks so much for listening to this one. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure visit projectchildsafe.org.